Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 48 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And, and today's going to be a little different, right? Uh, co-host situation, we got to be honest here. Tyler Glass now is about to have Tommy John surgery, which sucks, so he wasn't available. It was Stephen Brault's turn in the rotation, but because he's making his season debut this week, I wanted to get him on afterwards. So he'll be joining us in the next episode, hopefully with a guest. And speaking of guests, we have the National League Rookie of the Month for the month of July, Jonathan India. Fine youngster for the Cincinnati Reds who is playing his you-know-what off. He's in a really interesting clubhouse. Veteran-laden, big-time personalities. Vado, Castellanos, Sean Doolittle's a really interesting guy. Jesse Winker. Uh, and by the way, the Reds have played some really good baseball, and they're right in contention. They're nipping at the heels of the San Diego Padres for that second wild card spot. Who knows? They might even catch the Milwaukee Brewers with two months to go there in the National League Central and at least make it interesting. So Jonathan India, the number five overall pick in the 2018 draft, who is now starring in the National League, getting ready to join us here on the Chris Rose Rotation. All right, so we are welcomed by the uh, National League Rookie of the Month of July, Jonathan India, and apparently uh, the latest John Boy employee as well. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Where'd you get that? I don't know. I was sitting in my locker one day, honestly. I think you know who got it? Winker. I think Winker got it. Uh, That's what it you is. Know, he got it, got some for the squad. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be on, John Boy. I'm going to put it on. That way. Rep it a little good, bit. That's good work. How's it yeah. fit? It's perfect. It's pretty yeah. We're in the game tonight. See, now now you're thinking. Yeah, I would rather, <laughs> you can wear a Reds hat the other 161 that's games. That's what I'm saying. One night. Just give you one night to wear a John Boy hat. I that don't be, even think anybody would notice. See, that's when you're – Right? They wouldn't – yeah. They wouldn't notice. I don't think so. Okay, cool. If I sent you a Rose Rotation T-shirt after this is done, oh, would you wear it? Rocket. Oh, would you wear no, it in no BP? Doubt. BP for sure. Okay. For sure. I can tell you this. Based on my uh, high school career, it's got a lot of hits left in it. <laughs> this, I need, need these for the last two months. That'd be huge for me. <laughs> All right. So when you win the National League Rookie of the Month Award, is it like getting a good grade in uh, elementary school? Do you run home and say, <laughs> look, look what I got? No, I mean, it's a, it's a great honor, of course. You know, it's, it's pretty cool to win an award like that. But to me, you know, like I've said it before, personal – Awards and goals, you know, they mean something, but not as much as a team goal for me. I'm more team oriented. I want to win. You know, that's elevates my performance. So if I'm if I'm my mind's in the team oriented and winning mode and competitive mode, I'm gonna, you know, play really well. Uh, but no, I'm I'm very honored. You know, when when something like this, and uh, you know, I definitely strived, you know, to be the best rookie, you know, this year for sure. Okay, but. That that's cool, and I appreciate it. And I think you're—I know you're being honest. I am being honest, brutally. But you honest. didn't call—you didn't call one family member. I—I uh, I mean, yeah, I did. I did call yeah. my dad. So honestly, my dad and my mom found out before me, which is funny, huh? They called me and go, "Congrats!" I'm like, "For what? Like, what do we? Oh, it's an off day. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not playing today. Like, you won Rookie of the Month, and I was like, "Oh my gosh." That's awesome. And then Rob texted me and said, like minutes after. So it was it was it was pretty cool. It was it was good to it was a good feeling. By the way, you're talking about the Reds outstanding director of communications, Rob Butcher, <laughs> one of the best in all of sports. Uh, I'm gonna guess dad was just getting in a heavy lift at that time. Probably, probably, you know, getting after in the gym. He's he gets after it every day. I mean, it's surprising, you know, for 
you know, 62 year old to, to lift every day still after multiple surgeries. So, so he, he's a beast, man. You know, he doesn't picture, give up. The picture on your Instagram, I, I cannot, yeah. I cannot believe that that's your father. How cool is that? Well, it I scared the at, hell out of me. And I was just shuffling through on Instagram. <laughs> what was you it know, like I mean, being his son at that size? It's, it's weird to look at that. Cause like, you know, I, I thought that was normal. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't think that was big. You know, I, like, now I look at it, I'm like, wow, this man was a beast. That was a big dude. Um, but he worked. He worked, he worked hard for that. You know, you got to eat healthy. You got to do all these things that a normal person wouldn't do. And I give him, I would never do this. To be honest with you, I'm not, you know, that's, that's, I don't know, eight meals a day probably, you know, three workouts a day. You know, your whole day is working out. You know, you're exhausted all day. So <laughs> I'm not in for that. But, you know, props to him for sticking it out. And so still working you, out. When you're younger, you know, you're always like, well, my dad can beat up your dad. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Did you carry that shit around your back pocket? Like, here, no, seriously. <laughs> to, you, to be honest with you, I, I, let, I let the people look for themselves. I didn't have to say anything. You know, I mean, <laughs> when you have a, uh, a dad that size, man, you, you just keep your mouth shut and just do what you got to do. You know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't say much, you know, let, let the action speak for itself. Uh-huh. I'm always curious when guys who end up being studs, because you went to Florida, you ended up being the fifth pick in the draft the year you came yeah. out, and here you are. At what age did you realize, like, this could be a legit career for me? Um, when I was young, honestly, I always had a passion for the game, uh, and I always knew I was, you know, a good player. But I played, multiple, I played, I played football as well. So I, I loved football growing up. Um, and I did other things, you know, I surfed, I, you know, I enjoyed other things than sports, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I just, when I realized, you know, baseball was where my path was going and, you know, it was going to be successful in this sport is, you know, sophomore year of high school, I stopped, you know, doing other things and, you know, really put my time towards baseball. And, uh, you know, I worked really hard, you know, my dad really pushed me and, you know, he instilled the hard work, you know, uh, ethic in me from what I've seen with him with bodybuilding. So he helped me out a lot in my career and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's panning out well so far for me. So I'm excited to be in this position. Yeah, but when did you notice you were, like, better than everybody? It's, it, there's a lot of guys that want the, yeah, have the want out there and have the desire and have the work yeah. ethic. But when you're like, I think I'm special. And it's okay. <laughs> like, when did you realize, like, shit, I can really play? Honestly, I think middle school. I was playing on varsity as a seventh grader. What? My, yeah, we had a, a course where I went to – a middle school, high school type of school in, in uh, down south in South Florida. And I played varsity as a seventh grader. So it was pretty, it was, that's when I knew. I was like, well, I'm, I'm in the seventh grade playing varsity baseball. All right, this needs some explanation. You were 13 going against kids that were 18? Yes. Yeah, seventh grade. Seventh and you were and holding your own? Yeah, I was doing, I, I, mean, I was doing all right. I mean, I didn't play every game. I mean, I was, I was on the team, but I started at second base. Um, good amount of starts. Eighth grade, I played varsity again. Played third, second, short. Um, and I was little, you know, I was a little kid. I was like, like five eight, you know, skinny, fast. I just did the little things right, and I, you know, I played the ball. I played the game hard at that age. But yeah, it was crazy. I was, I, I, you know, how you say it like I was 13, 14 playing against eight two. I don't really realize that until now. But in the moment, you know, I felt normal. 
Yeah, I feel like I belong. It's not normal. It's not, it's, not, it's not normal, but yeah, I, I did that. So that's when I kind of, I, I mean, my dad knew. I didn't really know. I was just playing baseball, you know, at the, that time. He was like, you know, this kid's going to be really good at this game. So then it just kept on going from there. Hey, guys, something that's not always easy to talk about, ED. But you know what? It shouldn't be. And thanks to GetRoman.com slash Rose, our buddies over at Roman can help you out. What they do is a free consultation. If medication is required, it's free two-day shipping right to your house. So all you do is talk over the phone. You're going to get a special consultant who's going to take care of you, get a treatment plan together, and they take care of all forms of ED out there. Listen, if you need a little help, that's nothing to shy away from, but sometimes it's difficult to talk to people, but the people at GetRoman.com slash Rose are there to help you out. In fact, if you use the code word Rose on GetRoman.com, now you're going to get 15 bucks off your first offer. 15 bucks. So we're here to save you money and also tackle an issue. It's as simple as picking up the phone. And also reach out to GetRoman.com. Use the keyword Rose and off you go. So you went to Gainesville yeah. and Florida and Pete Alonzo's there. Pete, Was big Pete. Was he as big a personality back then as he is oh, now? Yeah. Pete was the best, man. <laughs> Look at his helmet. <laughs> the face mask. Hey, you know how he did that? I was going to ask you why he was wearing a face mask. I thought this was a Little League video. No, no. He, he was bunting. Think about Pete Alonzo bunting. He was bunting off a machine in our cage. I don't know why he was bunting. You know, like, what do you do? Just hit homers and doubles. And he fouled a ball off and hit himself in the face. Bunting. Not funny. It is funny. Shade off the bat. I was like, okay, well, that's Pete just broke his nose. <laughs> no, nah, but he, he's a grinder, man. That, so, on a serious note, Pete, you know, was a junior when I was a freshman, and that guy, you know, really, really helped me as a as a player. You know, I came in as a kid that, you know, had a chip on his shoulder. You know, I was, you know, from Miami. I had a flashiness to me. I had the the, the swag to me. I had that all that going for me. From you know. And Pete really straightened me out and said, listen, like to play here, you know, at University of Florida, you got to be professional. You got to be a clean cut and, you know, play the game the right way. And but you could still have some of your swag in there, you know, mix it in. And so he made me take 300 ground balls a day. A day at practice because I saw him doing it. And he'd be like, this is what it takes. I'm telling you, like they, they love this stuff here. And it actually helped me a lot, a lot in field work. You know, playing. I played third at the time in at Florida, and I never played third. I played short a lot in high school. So it, you know, if it wasn't for Pete, you know, I don't know what type of player I'd be, honestly, because he definitely, you know, helped me out with the, you know, the work ethic side of this baseball as well. So you end up winning the ring, yeah. winning the chip, the College World Series, first oh, yeah, one look ever. At that video, man, I was hyped up. <laughs> look at you, dude. That, that's a that's a you can't even describe that feeling. You know, that's the best of the best. You know, you're standing in front of 30,000 people for a ring in college. It's like, uh, I don't know. I've never been into a World Series, so it's probably like that feeling. But that's like the World Series. That's a World Series of college. You know, you play with your boys all three years and you're grinding, you know. So emotions come out a lot in college baseball, to be honest with you. It's way different than pro ball. It is. I love some of it. And also, like, I have to admit, I lived down the hall, and I went to Miami University, so it's not we're Mac school, right? We don't yeah, have yeah. great baseball players. A couple guys yeah. make it here and there, of course. But they were always like the biggest assholes, and I always said, <laughs> why, do you, 
why are you guys such assholes? And they were like, because we spend so much time together and we're so immature. Don't take it the wrong way. We're not trying to be. Is that true? In a college baseball locker room? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, we're in college. You know, we're all having fun together. You know, we grind from the beginning, from freshman year till, you know, some guy's senior year. But college changes you, man. Like, you know, you learn about life more. You learn new things. You just, you go through it. You know, as I say with the boys, you know, you're always with the boys no matter what. They got your bag, you got theirs. And, you know, you don't keep, you keep the outside stuff away. You know, you just, you, it's the boys, man. That's what it's about in college. Um, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. We're, it's very mature in that locker room sometimes, you know. It's, it's a different atmosphere than it is in pro ball. What's the best story you got from there? <laughs> college stories? I don't really want to say them. <laughs> Give me one. Oh, I mean, gosh. I don't, I don't think there's any, you know, I could really talk about. I mean, that I should say, you know, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. And stuff. Don't <laughs> throw any to... names. Don't throw any names. Say we've got, we just had this one guy. We'll, we'll just call him Jeremy. Oh my God. <clears throat> I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, there's really, there's, these stories are, they're not it. They're, they're not it for, for something like this, but not suitable for all. They're not audience. suitable. They're not yeah, a little too graphic sometimes with some stuff. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say much. Gotcha. That's a good teammate. Yeah, good yeah team. exactly. You got to keep that in the locker room. Locker room talk. You know what I mean? I got you, brother. Not sure if everybody out there has had the uh, honor and privilege of going up to Cooperstown in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But if you haven't, let the Hall of Fame bring something onto your computer or wherever you download all your content. There's a show called Hall of Fame Connections. It's a 13-episode YouTube series with brand new episodes dropping every Wednesday. And it's all going to tell a different story of how two seemingly unrelated artifacts up there in Cooperstown actually weave themselves together. It's told by my good friend Carlos Pena, former Tampa Bay Ray and former major leaguer and currently at MLB Network. And he is also hanging out with Lindsay Berra, the granddaughter of Hall of Fame catcher Yogi Berra. And she is a journalist and has been an outstanding one for years. So it's really cool to see how they take two different artifacts, weave their stories together, and you're going to be amazed by it. It's a 13-part series. It comes out each and every Wednesday. And support for this series was provided by the Market New York grant through I Love New York, New York State's Division of Tourism, as part of the Regional Economic Development Council Initiative. And also to stay up to date with each and every episode of Hall of Fame Connections, all you have to do is follow Baseball Hall of Fame social media channels at Baseball Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It's something I'm going to be tuning into. You should as well. Did you cry the day you got drafted? No, I was playing. I was in the middle of a game. So, I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> we were playing the FAU in the regional finals. So, we so we were 2-0 and in regionals, and we made it to the last game, and FAU beat us. So, they had to beat us twice to move on. So, they beat us the first game, which was a mess. But I don't know how we lost. And then the second game was – like, if we won the first game, I would have seen if I got drafted. But then the second game was later, and – you know, I was playing when I got drafted. But the cool thing was I got drafted, like, when the third out happened of, like, a, I think the fifth or sixth inning, and we were up, like, 1-0. So it was a close game. And I remember my dad standing up in the stands saying, like, he was showing me 5-5. Five, five. So I was like, oh, fifth overall. I was like, all right, cool. So I went – when I was up that inning, first batter, and I remember it was, like, a 2-1 count. I hit a, a bomb, like, absolute tank. And it was, put us up 3-0. And it was a good – no, 2-0. 
And it was a good feeling because I remember I was like, I just got drafted and I just had a home run right after that. So it was, a, it was a pretty cool experience. And the fans were all cheering and then they stopped the game. Um, they were just saying congratulations, you know, India, blah, blah, blah. It's, it was an amazing experience, to be honest with you. You know, I, let, I took it all in after the game because I was still in game mode, you know, trying to get through the game, trying to win us a game. But after the game, you know, I kind of broke down with my family and, you know, I took it all in because that, that only happens once, you know, for kids. And it's, it felt like it was yesterday for me, but three years ago now. That might have been the best 120 seconds of anybody's life in baseball history. No, no doubt. No doubt. Do you remember the first time you met Joey Votto? I don't, actually. I feel like Come I met on. him first time. This, I mean, I've definitely met him uh, in spring training. But, you know, he didn't – I didn't really talk to him much, you know, when I wasn't on the team. But he has, he's, he's an awesome guy, though, man. I mean, I've, I've, I've grown – I mean, we're, we're close now because we, we run, we're actually right next to each other in our lockers. Mm. So we're always talking about music. We're always talking about different things, you know, and he's such an intelligent guy. So pick, picking his brain with certain things, it's amazing to talk to. But uh, he's awesome. I mean, he takes care of me. You know, he showed me a lot of good things in this game, you know, a lot of good tips. And how to be a professional is the main thing, and, and it's – it's really rubbed off on me the right way. And he said, you know, I rubbed off on him a little bit, you know, with the hustle and the way I play my game. So that, that's such an honor to hear from Joe, you know, some, some of Hall of Famer, you know. It's, it's an honor to be, you know, his teammate and play next to him on the field. So even, even during the games, you know, Joe, the funny thing with Joe, he's always talking you know, on the, during the game. And it, it keeps me loose, you know. He just says different things here and there, you know, asking me how this about was. How'd you feel on this pitch? What do you think about this picture? Or then he'll go, you know, you hear this, hear this walk-up song? You know, this walk-up song is awesome. Like, you know, he's always talking. And that's, that's what I like about Joe. You know, he keeps it simple out there. And it's, that's why he's so good, you know. You know, I ask players, who's the most talkative guy when they get to first base? I would say 90% of them all say they love Joey Votto because he's yeah. the most interesting guy in baseball. Very interesting. That's what's so cool. Like, you know, there, you can't really, no one can really figure him out. He's just, he's an interesting person and just knows a lot about a lot of things. Right. You know, and it's, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I love, I love the guy. I love talking to him every day. So it's, it's a, it's an awesome teammate to have for, especially for my first year. So when he went on this ridiculous run, oh my God, seven straight games with a homer. Were you guys staying away from him? I mean, were you talking to him? No, was I was all him? over him. All over him. I was touching. I was, like, touching his – like, I put my bat on him and stuff. Like, you know, give me, give me some homers. Like, um, no, but he – and the thing was, you know what's so impressive? It's just – it was easy. Nothing was – it wouldn't look like, you know, he wasn't trying. That's what that was – that's from the outside in, it looked like it was so simple for him, that home run. Like reading pitches and swinging at that pitch, swinging at mistakes and not missing them. It's, it's, it, he, he did it with such ease that it was, it's so impressive to watch. And, and he would come in the dugout like, no big deal. You know, it's just another homer. And it, I guess it started rubbing off on us a little bit like, oh, it's not a big deal. It was another homer for Joe. Like, that's Joey Votto for you. Like, it's, and it's, he's a funny dude, though. You know, stuff he does and he celebrates. It's a funny dude, man. Dude, the Ted Lasso shit had How me laughing. How funny is that? Right? I crack up. I crack up. That's, That's great. 
It's Joey, man. Pointing to the back. Jamie. He's the best. It's just He's the best. All right. So when he hit the ball in Queens and it hit the top of the wall. Oh. Were you crushed? We just couldn't believe it. Like, of course, that's how it's going to end. You know, like they can't end like, you know, on like a ground out or a pop up or a strike. It ended on a long single that hit the very top of the wall. <laughs> like, it couldn't end any hard, more heartbreaking. But hey, like that's a bullet. You know, anywhere else that's gone. So that's part of baseball. You know, it's a game of inches. What a crazy weekend you guys had in Queens because yeah. you had that. And did you catch wind of, of what happened with Jesse Winker out there in left field? No, I didn't. I didn't. What happened? All right, so, you know, a couple years ago, Winker had the whole thing where he waved to the crowd. You were in the minors, but yeah, there's this kid who had brought a sign that, that basically said, like, Jesse Winker, you're a bitch. And so Winker, <laughs> yeah, really? Winker got him a ball and signed him the ball and said, hey, listen, I want your sign. I'm collecting signs this year. I'm just happy fans are back. So the sign said, Jesse Winker, you're a straight up bitch. No and so way. Winker wanted the... He we wanted the sign. He it's wanted the, this. Hey, that is awesome. So the kid actually still has that sign. Yeah. So he wanted to get the sign, and the the kid. I just texted with, with Winker. Apparently, the kid never gave him the sign. I mean, I don't think he would have. What is it? Two years ago? I don't know how. You know, if it. Imagine that, somehow man. we've got to get the sign to Winker so that he could frame it and put it in his house, right? <laughs> you Winker, you're. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Winker loves that though. He loves the talk out there. He's yeah. always messing with fans out there. <clears throat> he you loves can hear it. him? Yeah, I hear him. Oh, my God. I mean, he's yelling from left field to us, just saying stuff. He's always yelling our names. And I'm the only one that really hears him. You know, Farmer doesn't hear him. Suarez doesn't turn around. Like, <laughs> Joe sometimes actually looks out here to mess with him, like, saying stuff. But Wink, you know, Wink, he's an energetic, fun, awesome person. You know, That's and he loves to have fun during the game, so – you know, I love it. And it's funny as hell when he's doing stuff out there. He's messing you know with the fans always. He's, he's always talking about his Bills. He will not shut up about I mean, his beloved Buffalo Bills. Bills, right? And he loves Josh Allen. He's a huge Josh Allen fan. I know. Enough. I don't – I mean, Josh Allen's great, but he's putting him up there, you know, against Brady and stuff. And I'm just like, hey, man, I don't think it's, it's not even close. Are you a Dolphins guy since you grew up in Florida? I'm not. I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. Okay, stop. Yep. Jet How fan. A, how's that happen? And B, why are you admitting that? Because, I mean, I've always root for the Jets. You know, I'm not a, I'm not gonna shy away from it. Okay, I'm a Mets, you... Jets, Knicks. Who's who, who's a New York guy? My dad from Long Island, New York. Oh, geez, I would do it. Yeah. So I grew up, you know, because he would watch them. So right. I grew up a Mets, Jets, and Knicks fan. Okay. And it stuck with me. You know, I don't really follow. You know, sports much now. I mean, I watch football here and there, but right. I don't know, man. I, I still, I still, am a fan though, because just because it was, it's like I was living through it like my whole life, just being around those games and watching those games. So, but they're tough, you know. Knicks had a decent year though. Knicks had a great year. Yeah, they had a good year. For did them. you watch? Did you watch the playoffs and stuff? If you when you could? Yeah, well, I, I watched a little bit, but no, nah, I mean, they ain't like a. A Laker team or anything, you know? No, but you know what? When you were, say, what are you, 24 now? Yeah. Okay, so you were old enough when the Jets were in those back-to-back AFC championship games. Yeah, well, those heartbreaking. They were pretty tough. Yeah. Very tough, actually. My dad was beside himself when that happened, but hey. 
I don't know how old was I. What was I? Twelve. So that that was like that was like oh nine and ten. Yeah, I was yeah yeah. I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah, old enough to know. I do remember those. My dad was, I mean, he was pissed. Yeah, you know what he did? He went and ate barbells afterward. <laughs> he definitely lifted right after that. Right after that game, for yeah. sure. That, that's probably it. All right. So you've got some swag to you. You admitted that. When you come into a clubhouse that's got big personalities, Votto, Winker, we haven't even mentioned Nick Castellanos yet. Yeah, he's, he's another one. I mean, he's, I'm always with him, too. I'm always hanging out with that dude and always sitting with him on the planes. And He's one of my closest friends on the team. So, What are you yeah, learning from him? How to be just yourself. You know, don't shy away from who you are, who brought you here. Just staying true to yourself and, you know, like when you get to a certain point, like in his career, like he's, you know, he's, he's up there, he's in the prime of his career. So he just tells me to never forget like who the people you love, you know, the people that take care of you. Just, just remember who you are, you know, just simple stuff like that. And to never shy away from your personality. But how, how difficult is that when you're a rookie, you can't come in with all this swag and be exactly who you want to be. Cause then they'll look at you and be like, yeah, who's on, this guy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So- you're right. I mean, I've, I stayed true myself all year though. Like I come in and, you know, I wear, you know, wacky styles and all the, you know, I like to be different with my, my clothing. I'm just, you know, a little different with that stuff, but you know, people embrace it though. Like they don't learn to say much. Oh, you're a rookie. Why are you, why are you wearing such this stuff? I mean, they don't, you know, my team is unbelievable. You know, they've taken me, they've taken care of me so well this year. Every single one of them, you know, have taken me under their wing. And I think that's why I've, I've played so well, you know, for the past couple of months, just because of them. You know, they've, they've treated me like, like I'm not a rookie and I'm so comfortable in that field with them. So that, that helps a lot in this game, you know, being comfortable and confident out there. So I give props to them mostly for my success lately. So uh, you mentioned your style. You're married, right? No. No, oh, I have a girlfriend, a girl. but, girlfriend, I have a girlfriend okay. but I'm not married. Right. My bad, my bad. She helps you with <laughs> yeah, your style, good, though. You're good. You're good. Right? She helps you with your style. Yeah, she definitely. She she she's a stylist too, so she hooks it up. She okay. knows what she what she sees. All right. And what about the hair? I was always curious because you had the short you had the short hair. When did you decide I'm I'm just gonna let it eat? Oh no, I've had long hair my whole life until until Florida University oh. of Florida. I was a long haired surfer dude in, in high school. Long hair, um, longer than this, honestly. Uh, I uh, Florida was clean cut, so I had to shave everything. I shaved my face and and cut my hair. So it was it was tough that first day there. Yeah, so I never had short hair. You know, I didn't know how I looked. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I looked. I looked the eye with short hair. I mean, you know, okay. I got some good feedback. <laughs> yeah, because I'm in a. I've got two sons, one that's 20 and one that's 15. The 15 year old's a ball player. And now he is just letting it go. He's letting yeah. it all. God, look at you. Yeah, look at that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. What do you see when you look at that? I don't know. It looks kind of swaggy, though. I like it. <laughs> it does. You are you're tight on clean. the sides. It looks cool, you know? It does. Right now, I look, like a, shit right I, look there, like man. A, I look like a pirate right now, you know? Like a yeah. not shaved. I got patches all on my face, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's what I like. Yeah. Like look like a like this. I don't know. I mean, that's a clean cut for me, though. You know, that's it a is clean good. cut, professional kind of look. Solid. I don't think I'll ever do that though. 
<laughs> I'm going to keep the long hair going. Get your last looks now because yeah, right? it ain't coming back. Ain't yeah, coming I was saying back. with my 15-year-old, I, and it doesn't bother me. The long hair stuff doesn't bother me. They let yeah. it have it in school, so I'm good. So I should just embrace it, right? Just let him have it. You know, make sure he takes care of it, though. Make sure he doesn't smell bad and, like, oily no. and bad hygiene. You know, some kids don't take care of their hair. and It, it turns out terrible. No. No, no, no. That's how I was when I was young. Ew. I let my hair get all salty from the beach. Never, sh- you know, I would shower, but I wouldn't clean it. What do you, so what would you do? Let the water run over your chest and you wouldn't put it through the, well, I would just put the water in my hair and that was it. And then just clean my body. I'm out. I love the way my, the ocean made my hair like nice and like, like dreads. It looked like dreads. Mm. That's what I wanted growing up. And then I realized I'm like, what am I doing? That smells terrible. Like my parents are beside themselves. Like, dude, clean your, clean your hair, bro. Like, it smells terrible in here. That's nice. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, uh, a couple more things with you before we let you go. Uh, Sonny Gray might have had the soundbite of the year. I, he filled us in on a, on a day where he was struggling. I want you to listen to this. Yeah. Uh, I came into the clubhouse and I got completely naked. <laughs> and I changed everything that I was wearing except for my cleats because I didn't want to go out there in white cleats. I had gray cleats on. <laughs> So I just kind of like, got, I just kind of tried to cool off. I changed my jersey, my pants, my underwears, and my socks. That's <laughs> uh, Oh, God. I just tried to like reset and start over. Um, so I don't know. Hey. That's, that, that was what I did. And maybe Look, it worked. Let me tell you right now. Sonny Gray is one of the coolest down to earth, you know, you know, different people like one of the people that I, a teammate honestly that I've ever met he's so cool like mentally you know he does what he does that's that's what that's why he's so good like he doesn't shy like I said he doesn't shy away as long as he, he's played this game he doesn't shy away from who he is you know that if that's what it takes you know he's probably done that before in his career and if that's what it takes to feel good out there he's gonna do it he doesn't care what people think and he'll say it so that's what I like you know that's what I, I learned from Sonny you know Sonny's and I talk to Sonny a lot too, you know. I've loved playing behind Sonny Gray just because of the way he's out with the way he carries himself and the way he competes out there. Oh yeah. And he's a, you know, it's it's pretty funny. Like I would never go in and change, like fully declothe myself during the game. But hey, you know, if it works, it works. And it worked that he did unbelievable that start. That was against the Royals, right? I think that was a Royals. Start. I think it was, yeah. Hey, I mean, props to Sonny, man. That man is awesome. He's an awesome teammate, first of all, awesome teammate. And he's a hell of a pitcher. So, I mean, hey, whatever it takes in this game, you know, <laughs> this game is tough the way it is. So Yes, it is. Whatever it takes. All right, dude, before we let you go, we spin the wheel of moderately interesting things out here. It'll land on oh, yeah. a category. You'll answer it. It's very simple. Good solid spin, spin today. Walk this way. What is the um, – what's walk the idea behind your uh, walk-up song? Oh, yeah, Hustle Music. By Lil Wayne. So actually, to begin with, uh, beginning of the year, I, I actually did the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song because that's my <laughs> that's my favorite movie. And you look like Dap. Yeah, and everyone says I look like Jack Sparrow. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give the fans a little bit what they want. And I, I mean, also, I love that song. I love that movie. So I uh-huh. it, it kind of pumped me up for my bats. Um, and then you know, I just I was like, you know what? I gotta change it up. I wanna. I was struggling and. I need something that was more to the soul, more to the heart. You know, I had in the past my career with college and high school, so I picked Hustle Music by, <clears throat> by Lil Wayne. And that song always got me going when I was younger. 
you know, playing high school ball, and I don't know, and it stuck with me. So I, I love that song. To be honest. Well, Weezy's a big Packers fan, so maybe when we get that Packers Jets Super Bowl, you guys can hang yeah, out. Yeah, now we can link up. You know, I'll text him or some or DM him. Get him. Get his number. Listen, I know you got a role. You're a busy man. I appreciate the time and congratulations on being nice. named the Rookie of the Month. Thank in July. You. I hope you had a good time today. I did. This was this was awesome. You know, I've never been on this, so I mean. This is so cool. So I thank you. Thank you so much for this. Honestly, it you was a pleasure. thank me. Dude, we'll send you a Rose Rotation T-shirt. You better rock that at batting practice one day. I, I will. I promise. You. I mean, I rock. I'm rocking this right now. Yeah, I know. So come on. Yeah, I got you. Send we'll it send over. Send out here. We'll, send it over. What are you, medium on the shirt? Medium. <laughs> I'm actually an XL. Got it. Kind of jacked. So. Oh my bad. Sorry about it. It's all right. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't want to disappoint the old man. He's going to come hunting me down. Yeah, yeah, that's tell, true. Tell that's Dad true. I was just joking around, please. Yeah, yeah let me take him a call right after this. Yeah, I don't know. Nope. <laughs> We're good. He and I are good. We haven't met yet. We're, I promise you. Oh, good. that's a good one. All right, dude. It was a great thank time. Chris. Appreciate you hanging out. I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in today, especially our producer, editor extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and our summer intern, Alden Stone. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Oh, no.